0: Yeah yeah yeah, yeah we're back with another episode of Talking at the Yarders podcast hosted by myself, Kieran Frantic, and today I'm joined with another team members from the Maya team. To the left of me, I have the sensational Jay. How are you today?
1: Hi, hi, hi. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me.
0: I'm really pleased to have you as a guest today and looking forward to our chat. And again, we've got the big bowls. Ricky. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Amara inside. How are you today? I'm
2: really, really good. Thank you.
0: Fantastic. Amazing. Just for you guys at home, this is the first time you caught an episode from us. This is The Yard Podcast, where we give you a bit more behind the scenes from the people who have been creating some of the things that you've been enjoying and loving so far. On this episode, we are going to be talking about the Birmingham scene. In particular, the title we've got is How Would You Reimagine the Birmingham Scene? So I know it's an open-ended question. I'm looking forward to hearing some great perspectives on this one. Um, I want to kick off by talking about where this kind of um, question comes from and uh, the context of it. Mm-hmm. So for myself, I mean, for those of you guys that do know, I've been in and around the Birmingham scene creatively for, like, the best part of a decade, okay. maybe more. Come
2: on, <laughs> frantic. <laughs> <Maybe it's awesome.
1: laughs>
0: um, doing media, music, business and more. Um, and I've seen the, teen, the scene come from a place where we was literally in our bedrooms mm-hmm. with, like, very cheap microphones and headsets recording in um, our audio to, to make grind music as a pirate industry. Mm-hmm. There was no money behind it at all. Music videos were only things we saw from hip-hop people in America. Um, coming to a place where like now some of our artists from Birmingham, it, from a music perspective, are top 40 artists. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of them are top 20 artists as well. So it's like a massive, massive, massive change for me, a massive journey. And navigating through that space of, as an artist to being somebody who helps and supports artists has been different. So it kind of would open it up to yourselves. I mean, at the minute especially for, maybe to, to you, Jay, what's the scene like at the minute for somebody who is young, um, vibrant, and has talent in the industry?
1: I think this scene in Birmingham is like, it's really interesting because like you said there's a real like rich mix of people and talents and dreamers and makers and all of that good stuff um, and the way that it's progressed where people can have more commercial ex- success is like super exciting but there's definitely in my opinion anyway there's a disconnect between like what we call the Birmingham scene yeah. and then like the Birmingham arts and culture world
0: okay talk about it
1: so like it's one of the things that you said I can't remember what the context was but I've never forgotten it and you were like all the ideas and no gear or no gear and all yeah. I I'm messing it up <laughs> it's <laughs> delivery
0: all the well, no, gear no idea
1: that's the one Ooh. and so I feel like there are within like the arts and culture world there were people who have like all the gear is and they have the resources they have yeah. the backing they have the investors yeah. but their ideas are just recycled ideas from us <laughs> from the people where the true creativity lies Come on. and then on the other side you have the grassroots the things we were talking about the people who built themselves as artists in yeah. their bedrooms and they don't know that there is an abundance of money and opportunities and For resources use. because they're not connected up with each other so yeah i feel like the birmingham scene there's there's abundance there's also lack in that like real duality of it all
0: it's like that whole tale of two cities tale of two towns Mm -hmm. and it it is like that for somebody who came up as a grassroots artist i've never known about funding or um, ways i can get sponsored or ways Mm -hmm. i can get like put on in a way that's not financially dependent on just myself yeah but i've always had the ideas so I, I love that picture that you paint. I mean, from your side, and again, me and you've got similar kind of backgrounds. You've been here for a while, like you've <laughs> kind of seen things happen and been part of making things happen. Mm. Do you feel, do you resonate with what Jay says or is it, is it different so lens? It's so
2: heavy. And what's, what's frightening me is that it feels like that, that that's always been there. I think there are some things like, I'm seeing, like, my youngers now are killing it on social media. Yeah. And these guys are, like, you know, 16, and they've saved up for a camera. Yeah. And they're, like, making work. Like, the content, the quality is phenomenal. That's it. And I'm, like, you lot are just hustling your way through. And I think what you said, Jay, is so, like, oh, Because, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's that frustration of we're still we're still here. We're still in the duality. We're still... Um, disconnected, and now being someone who I guess is sometimes entering those spaces, like entering rooms with funders yeah. and hearing the way that they speak about the sector as if they represent everybody, really? as if they're talking about everybody. Mm. And of course, we know that's not true. Of course,
0: of course. So, I mean, you're currently an artist in practice as well, so you, you make music, you produce, I do. you, you Come sing on. as well. Is that right? Yes, yeah. I
1: sing, I sung I rap, I illustrate, I make beats, I do poetry, <laughs> all that good stuff. <laughs> and anything that means, I won't explode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what I love about us We still do It's just like part of, it's
1: that's
0: that. that's <laughs> part of culture now it's just part of life. So talk And all those amazing things That you do So I mean How have you found Joy or success In some of your arts practice And how have, you, how have you navigated
1: I feel like I'm only really finding Success, whatever that looks like now. Like last year, since I joined the Maya team, I know that's like really cheesy and corny to say, but it's true because I've been working in the sector since 2013, um, which is quite a long time. But for the first, I'd say at least... Three years, I didn't know I could be paid to do the things that I loved. Yeah, and there were people it. around me who were asking me to do things who knew that I could be paid, but were paying me in opportunities mm. and experiences Talk about with it. like this magical thing of like, oh, you're going to be paid for this in the future, yeah. just being hung over my head. But yeah. that transition never really happened because why would you pay someone who's been working for you for free yeah. for three years?
0: That's so true. It's like you're
1: always a volunteer, you're always emerging, you're always all these other things rather than being able to get the same resources that the people that are putting you on are yeah. also getting for themselves so I think it wasn't really until like I can't think of like the moment in time but specifically this year when after have some freelance work for Maya um being asked to actually like join the team yeah. and like define a role for myself and being told that like I bring value by being my whole self, all yeah. of that good stuff. That was really like when I was able to step in my power and apply for commissions yeah. and go for things that I wouldn't have done before because yeah. I felt like I was pretending to be an artist and impossible syndrome kicking my ass yeah. and no one was affirming me apart from my friends who love me. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, am I just pretending that I make stuff? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, like, if other people can do it, then why can't you? That's it. You can.
0: 100%. And that's what I mean. If I describe you, I would say an artist in practice. You're not somebody who's got the idea of an artist. You're not somebody who's a theory of it. You, you, you're actively, every day, Thank following you. that position. <laughs> and I think part of what you said, that imposter syndrome that you spoke about, it comes because like, they keep you in categories of like emerging for mm-hmm. three years. And, yes. But when do I emerge? There we go. Like, when
1: do I emerge? How, please how, let how, me how, land. How, <laughs> how, long,
0: how long am I, um, the underground success? Mm-hmm. How long am I emerging? These phrases like, they're just to keep us in a certain position. Mm-hmm. I suppose I want to bring it to you on the other side of it. So you're obviously somebody who's created um, a space, a business, a proposition, which was for an artist feels like they're being valued. It feels like all the opposite things that Jay mentioned were problems outside. How have you come about creating that? And how does it feel to have people on your team that resonate in this way?
2: That's the most humbling thing I've ever heard <laughs> no. in my life. Like the, the, the thing about this is... Um, we're all learning and it we're all we're all just trying a thing we're all trying to not recreate the systems that have harmed us mm. the environments and the spaces that we've been in and yeah. um, that have been complicit in our harm and so we just we just do and build with with people like we know we're dope. Like we have to know we're dope. I want to talk about this imposter syndrome because I really believe it's a tool of white supremacy. And mm-hmm. We will not be having But tell it. like, <laughs> I'm not like I, we're being lied to, or we're being made to feel like we're not it when we are it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. we are we are so much, and we're so rich, and the values that we hold are boundless. And I need us to know that. 100%. And so you know, any any space, I and mean, we have to do this together. Like any space where we can come together and be like, yo, you're dope. You know, mm-hmm. I love this in theater. You know, I'm in theater and. Music and all these different spaces, but in theatre, sometimes on a press night, now we've got like loads of black people taking over spaces because we're getting in. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah. now, like anytime we see each other at press nights, it's like I'm trying to be like you. Let me come and tell you. <laughs> like, we yeah. have to hype each other up like 100%. that because you know what? We'll start to believe it not walking around in space like yeah, man.
0: I love that, and I, I love the different lens of perspectives from kind of the same kind of topic, but the way you're seeing on different sides of it is amazing. So from your perspective. How could the spaces that we've got around at the minute... I know we're in a lockdown, but mm-hmm. in a more, like, you know, in a more warmer world, how can the spaces be used better?
1: I think, for me, the spaces being used better definitely comes to, like, the education of what spaces are out there as, okay. like, a first and foremost. Yeah. And educating people about how to access those spaces. Yeah. Because sometimes there can be, like... a and I guess the way that buildings work now isn't the same but there could be a local theatre down the road from you and you don't even know that let's say every Thursday that space is available for free for people who are exactly like you who tick all of their boxes or however they measure things so I think it's just really about letting people know that like you deserve to own this you deserve to take up space you deserve to be here and then once they like believe and understand that then it's like okay so this is the buzzword you need for the application so they'll take you seriously (laughs) this is like the language explaining about like the word you told me the other day nepotism and all all of those things so that when people are trying to access spaces, if things don't go how they expect it, that it isn't something that like completely knocks their confidence and they see it as being something that's about their value and more about like learning the language. So unfortunately the people with the money can understand your value. I see it's that
0: navigation 100%. Mm -hmm. Anything you want to add to what Jay said? Yes.
2: (laughs) And... I think there's um, like what happens then when you do start to navigate these spaces is, is how do you protect yourself within them? Mm, yeah, because, yeah. you know, like everyone is talking about diversity and inclusion, but what are you inviting us to be included into? Oh, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> where, where are you trying to get us to come to? Mm-hmm. Because maybe our spirits don't align there yeah, yeah, and yeah. maybe we shouldn't be there. So I think once you're in there, if that's where you even want to be, whatever that looks like, um, how do you hold on to the value of what you create?
0: Yeah, I love that that's really good so my next question actually is kind of talking about what we're talking about but it's how artists can navigate so in the in the noon and where we are now so we've got a lot of chance to think about things and like rehash out our strategies and plans of rollouts what were some of the ways you could suggest that artists could navigate I started of you Amara?
2: One thing that came to mind instantly was even before lockdown um there was a lot of talk about like the death of the high streets. Yeah, like we, like people were talking about it. News headlines were talking about so and so is going into administration every other day, and of course, then with lockdown, it's like selfridges or you know, big John people. Lewis gone. Ooh, like big you know, Ooh, all these Demidians, places are gone. Everyone's stressing. Everyone's fretting. Um, but this is going to leave an abundance of physical spaces. Yeah empty spaces and landlords and whoever are going to be desperate to know what to do with them. How do we bring energy back to this place? But I say that with a caveat of saying we have to know what arrangements we want to come forward with Mm -hmm. because we we can shoot our shot. We can build ambitious things, but we don't want these short itty bitty term things that are actually they're, they're really harmful. So how do we negotiate terms and deals? Who do I need to call for that, for that journey?
0: That's a big one, 100%. It's like looking at the opportunity that's out there. So we've all cried or had a little moment where we shared a meme that shop has gone or the John Lewis in Birmingham, the biggest is gone, but... What opportunity, opportunity that does that present you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then how can we actualize this time that we've got and the people around us who've always also got time mm-hmm. to make something of that? That's amazing. Mm-hmm. The way of thinking, that's great.
1: And I think um, that links back to the title about like reimagining. Yeah. So when all these spaces are becoming available, how do you reimagine those spaces? How do you reimagine them in an intentional way yeah. that isn't like you said just these one-off moments and then nothing? And I think there's definitely something in there about people being like braver with their dreams and dreaming without limitation yeah, and like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> (laughs) looking at the things that you already have like the resources you already have like when you're saying that you've seen these youngers who have like crazy social media and crazy skills when it comes to cameras or whatever knowing that like okay you might not have a website but this is your portfolio and so you don't have to be this kind of level of something because you already are the thing absolutely
0: it's amazing so that being said then and I know you spoke about some both of you did what are some of the gaps that you can see that are big gaps right now that obvious things that can be filled and what can we be doing to build uh, a better scene for tomorrow? And this is our kind of closing thoughts as well. Mm. Um, Amara, for yourself.
2: I'm conscious kind of thinking about generationally, and in every which way we mean generations. Um, how do we ensure that we're passing that knowledge on yeah. sideways, mm. like, you know, beside us, next to us, behind us? Because. Um, for for years like even you know negotiating getting yard negotiating getting the hotel I've been on this process where it's like there are elders or there are people around me who have been working with developers to get space yeah yeah so why am I doing this from, from scratch, scratch 100%. so how do we I think for, the main thing for me is how do we pass on that knowledge for what it actually takes to create space safe space for yourself for your community and like, what are the, the tips, the tricks, the tools, the end mm-hmm. things, all of that? What are the things that you need to know so that you can do that safely? Mm-hmm. Definitely. I love
0: that. I want to comment on that um, before I come to you, Jay, because one thing you said which really struck a nerve with me was um, like left and right. So it's not just passing information downwards or upwards, left and right. And even for some people like us who've got different experiences and different kind of um, things that can help us to navigate tomorrow. If we're not talking left and right, we wouldn't even know. Exactly. And we're doing a lot of guesswork, a lot of stress work. But sometimes it's somebody who just knows, who's Mm, just been doing that thing. So definitely, I think that's a massive thing. Uh, And what about you, Jay, for yourself, Jay? Um, Any gaps or things we can build?
1: I think very similar, but I don't know if this is too abstract to be like a solution. But but I think when we think about like the gaps, I think a lot of the gaps are around like, knowledge I guess or like feelings and experiences so feeling like you have to operate from a place of lack because like Okay, you might have all the ideas, but then if you tell somebody else the ideas and if you share that knowledge, then there's no longer space for you. So recognizing that like when you do educate people across, up, down, sideways, whatever, it benefits all of us. And it's not just about like, you know, I want to be a leader. Like, okay, cool, be a leader. But someone has to be a team player. So there has to be like an element of like synergy and how we like are brave enough to share with each other and knowing that it's not taking anything away from you and it just makes it richer for everyone Mm. involved
0: I love that that's an amazing sentiment again
1: 100%
0: 100, 100. 100%. it's like they always say as well that it's when we're sharing that we learn more about Mm -hmm. the theory that we have because that whole thing of making it go from brain to mouth to out that's the connections so like you said everyone wins in that sharing process I love that and it kind of brings us a nice place to finish the podcast because that's why we're here we're here to share more perspectives more ideas behind the work that we've been doing and channeling again it's another episode of Talking at the Yard this podcast every single week we have these on our social media so stay tuned for those as well as the Yard playlist but yo let me know at home if you've been doing things that you, you've got ideas that you think you can reimagine the Birmingham scene you've got some new work that you think could be great please get in contact with us that's what we're here for but until next time see you again